0: BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: As you just heard, this is Locked On BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast covering all things Cougars for you right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name's Jay Catch, host of the podcast here, your BYU insider, bringing you all the coverage of the BYU Cougars that you can handle, hopefully, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying bringing bringing this podcast to you. I, I love covering BYU, I've been doing it for nearly a decade now. I've been doing it as part of working with the 24-7 Sports Network at one point, my day job currently for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. A lot of coverage there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I can't express how much I th- want to thank each and every one of you who have downloaded the podcast, who have taken the time to send notes to express your interest and your your congratulations, etc., your well wishes all in all, and also your thoughts on the podcast I would encourage you to keep doing that you can hit me up on Twitter either the show Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch or my personal Twitter feed at Sorry, my personal Twitter feed is Jacob C Hatch. The show Twitter feed is Locked On BYU. Don't get those two confused. I apologize for the confusion there. But hit us up there. You can also email us at Locked on BYU at gmail.com. or you can go to our Facebook page. It's at well, it's Locked On BYU there on the on Facebook. So check it out a lot of fun bringing a podcast to you each and every day. Today's podcast is going to be looking back at the press conference from BYU yesterday. Kalani Sitake speaking to the media as well as a couple of his three of his players spoke to the media as well. So we'll be getting to some of their thoughts, what they took away from the Cal loss. And now as they turn their attention to facing Wisconsin this weekend, the number six ranked team in the country, they dropped a spot in the AP poll with the newest AP poll being released on Sunday. The Badgers are now number six in the country, so it takes away the luster of a top five matchup, but it is a top 10 matchup and BYU is in for quite the challenge this weekend. Uh, you, you'll hear it from Kalani Satake and his players. They understand what's facing them when they head to Madison. So that's what we'll be talking about today. This first segment here will be focused mainly on some thoughts from Kalani Satake on the Cal game. Any thoughts he had of benching Tanner Mangum potentially. Also what it would take for Tanner Mangum's job to be in jeopardy. We'll get to some of his responses on that. The second segment will be thoughts from Satake on On facing Wisconsin Saturday afternoon, nationally televised audience on ABC. He knows the stakes for BYU in this game. They can make a real big impression if they're able to even hang with Wisconsin. So we'll get to some of his thoughts there. And then the final segment will be some of our quick hits, the final thoughts. uh, New number one ranked team that's on the campus of BYU we need to talk about. It is official. We'll get to that coming up. So there you go, kind of a map of the show for you. Once again, thank you for downloading the show. It's a pleasure to bring it to you guys. And I hopefully am bringing you something that you guys can't find anywhere else in terms of knowledge, insight, and opinion. All right, so Kalani Sitake spoke yesterday to the media during his weekly press conference. And of course, with Tanner Mangum's lackluster showing and the offense's lackluster showing Saturday night in that 21-18 loss to Cal, a lot of questions always Go for the quarterback of BYU. Most popular and most reviled guy on campus in Provo is QB one for BYU. The most popular guy might be QB two, the backup, which would be Zach Wilson. And any BYU fan that is listening to the, listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. So let's talk about Tanner Mangum here. Kalani Satake was asked early on in the press conference about Tanner Mangum and his job security in terms of being the starting quarterback. Here was his response when asked about Tanner Mangum in particular.
2: Yeah, it's not good enough from everybody. I mean, it wasn't just one guy, but everyone's being evaluated on this team at every position. So our job as coaches is to make sure that we have the right guys in the right positions to make plays, and he's no different. So everyone's being evaluated, and we felt like that was a good game. You know, we, we played hard, but uh, we felt like we had an opportunity to win and d- and didn't do enough. You know what I mean? And so I may sound like a broken record sometimes when I say the same things because that's kind of how I'm built and what we focus on, but, you know, we all need to do a better job as a program. To win games and that's what it comes down to. The players make plays where the coaches can definitely put him in position to do better as well.
1: There you go, Kalani Sitake on Tanner Mangum's job. Everybody's job is under scrutiny. I think this is the right way for Kalani Sitake to address how his team goes about things. You have a bad loss, go back to the drawing board. See if guys need to face more competition for their job. Maybe it inspires them to play at a different level It's a big time responsibility a head coach has to make sure that his team is playing at peak capacity, if at all possible. And that means that Tanner Mangum's job, as well as everybody right down to, let's say, the tight end position for Matt Bushman, Dallin Holker, J.J. and Wigway, their job status is up for scrutiny as well. I think it's a great way to handle it. I think the BYU, like I said on the podcast yesterday, you stick with Tanner Mangum through at least this Wisconsin game. Don't throw the freshman Zach Wilson into the Badger den and let Wisconsin really beat him up. Tanner Mangum's experience should pay some dividends in a game like this, you would hope, but as I said yesterday, those stats, 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a quarterback rating in the 115s to 120s. That's what you get from Tanner Mangum. We've got a sample size that is too large to ignore so you ride with Tanner Mangum and you see what happens there I also asked uh, Kalani Satake myself yesterday if about those stats from Tanner Mangum if those two the 200 yard average was what he expected or if he believed there was a benchmark that he wanted Tanner Mangum to get to and here was his response to that
2: I don't know if I set a standard on like, hey, this is how many yards we have to throw for or how many yards we have to run for. We just need to be more efficient on every play. So if you're looking at yards per play, it wasn't good enough. And that comes down to a lot of different factors. So we're not going to blame it all on one person, but there's enough blame to go around, coaches and players included. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep working hard. That's what we've been doing is to work hard and prepare extremely hard. This is, a, this is a tough one this week, you know, so we're in a good position to work hard and, and see what we can do on the road.
1: Efficiency is the name of the game, according to Kalani Sitake. He wants a more efficient offense, and I can understand that. The drops on Saturday night were an absolute killer. I had a question posed to me about the podcast from yesterday from one of our listeners. Let me look up his name as we're going along here, who asked me about the fact that did I if those drops... Turn into catches, you drop those down to maybe one or two incompletions versus what it actually was, how that would affect the stat line for Tanner Mangum. What obviously would affect it. The completion percentage goes up, BYU potentially wins that game. If you have some of the deep balls, notably the one to Dylan Cawley, among others, some of them to Micah Simon. If those are all catches. BYU looks completely different in that game, in my opinion. I'm not going to say they would have won the game, but they definitely would have strung together some more consistent drives and maybe would have had more points on the board earlier on in the game. So there you go. Kalani Satake, he wants efficiency. He doesn't have benchmarks he wants his offense to achieve, but he wants efficient, cohesive football that scores points. He has said that since he showed up at BYU. He just wants points on the board. All right, last thing on Kalani Sitake speaking about Tanner Mangum today. Jay Drew from the Salt Lake Tribune, a good friend, he asked the question that if if he asked the question of Coach Sitake, if. Kalani had ever considered benching Tanner Mingham and bringing Zach Wilson into the Cal game. And here was Kalani's response.
2: I don't know. If, if we look at different positions, I, I don't look at personnel groups right away. You know, I'm looking at why we're not clicking as a unit, as an offense and defense. And so we're always evaluating how we can get the best athletes in the best position to, for us to win. That's all I care about. And so we're going to do this week and we'll see what happens on Saturday.
1: There you go. Kalani Satake. He says you want to evaluate the entire offense before you go straight to an individual personnel group. I understand that, but like we went going back referring back to my comments yesterday on Tanner Mangum, the sample size is there. And if you don't think the coaching staff at BYU has access to the statistical information and even deeper dive into the stats, you're up in the night. They they know exactly what Tanner brings to the brings to the table. I think they're hopeful that he can raise his game to another level. A team like Wisconsin's probably not gonna be the the place for him to do that, but they they hope that he his experience factor can help them in this game. I referred to one of the listeners who asked me about the drops for Tanner Mangum. That was James Price on Twitter at Big Red DP. So thank you for weighing in, James. But I do think that the average, absolutely, yardage-wise. Quarterback rating wise, potentially touchdowns to interception ratio wise, it all would have gone up with those drops having been reduced. So a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, BYU lost the game. Now they turn their attention to Wisconsin, and that's what we are going to do as well. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk about Wisconsin, get some of the thoughts from Co- Coach Satake on he- on the Badgers and what he makes of those teams. And see what he thinks of facing these teams. It should be an interesting should be an interesting week, all in all, because you look at it, Wisconsin, a top ten team, smash mouth football. They absolutely want to run it down your throat, but is it something that BYU can counter by doing the exact same thing to them? We'll get some thoughts even from a guy like Norm Chow, who is on the Zone Sports Network earlier this week, Monday morning with DJ and PK. We'll get some of his thoughts on that as well coming up. So this is all coming up right here on Locked On BYU. Real quick before we take that break, want to remind you guys that the Locked On Podcast Network has two new fantasy football shows to help you guys out in terms of helping you win your league. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 will give you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. And Locked On Fantasy Football is now Locked On Fantasy Football experts with amazing guests every day. Mondays we'll have Tom Kesinick on the show, Tuesdays with Eric Edholm, and Wednesdays with Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lochner. Check those podcasts out if you are a fantasy football fan and an active player like myself. They will be sure to help you win your league. All right, more on Wisconsin coming up next. This is Locked On BYU. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to
0: win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast.
1: Guys, with the NFL and college football in full swing, FanDuel is your best bet to win some money this season. New in 2018, FanDuel is having more ways to win than ever before. I want to take a minute and explain some of the contests that you can check out with my guys at FanDuel. First up is Gridiron Pick 'em. Users will choose winning teams for all of the Sunday games, no spreads whatsoever, it's straight up picks. $10,000 to be split amongst all the top pickers each and every week, so check that out. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups for simple for fans of all skill sets. Players can be confident you're putting the best team on the field. It's a responsive wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you're p- picking. FanDuel wants you to win money and they're trying to help you guys out. They also have their friends format. You can play with your friends. You haven't made it so easy in the past. This season, they've reworked the friend capability to include easier ways to invite people, make it more accessible to start a head-to-head matchup, and also integrate more products so you can track how you're doing. And finally, I want to talk to you guys about Beat the Score. It's a new contest type where instead of having to come in a top place amongst a sea of competitors, all you have to do is beat a preset score to win. Anyone who beats that score wins money. Very simple. Very simple. Check it out, guys. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. New users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and everyone else at fanduel.com using the promo code locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on.
0: Locked on BYU, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: And we're back. This is Locked On BYU. My name is Jay Katch, your host of the podcast here. Of course, happy to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is the number one local sports daily podcast network in the entire United States of America. Thank you for supporting the podcast. It's great to be bringing you daily BYU content, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Like I've said multiple times, hopefully you guys enjoy it half as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. Please share it with your family and friends tweeted out on social media etc and also word of mouth does a goes a long way in helping people find out about this and the best part they don't got to pay for this it is completely free to listen to and to use so thank you once again for downloading and supporting the podcast and if you're new hopefully you'll be coming back daily as we cover the BYU Cougars for you here all right we're talking about Wisconsin here Kalani Sitake spoke yesterday about the Badgers their sixth ranked team in all of the country one of the biggest, baddest power run teams you will ever see grace a college football field. It is truly a throwback in an era full of spread offenses. The Badgers like to pound it at you. And they that's what they hope to do each and every time they're out on the field. Kalani Sitake, I asked him yesterday about what the difference in facing Wisconsin this year is versus what BYU faced with the Badgers last year when they were pummeled here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium 40-6. to Here was his response.
2: Oh, so they're stronger. They have guys that started against us that are backups now, so they have more uh, experience on the line of scrimmage, and they're big and they're physical. So this will be a great test for us. You know, I admire a lot what they do at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and so we'll see uh, how much our guys have developed in the year and how much they can hang in there on the line of scrimmage. And I'm really looking forward to the test and the challenge. I think there's a lot of guys on the on this team that really want to get to this game and, and see what happens.
1: There you go, Kalani Sitake. <laughs> They're bigger. They're stronger. It was just—it was a great response. And it's true. There are guys that are backups on this team for Wisconsin that were starting a year ago. They have legitimately four potential first-round draft picks on that offensive line. A Heisman Trophy candidate at running back with Jonathan Taylor. He only went for 253 yards and three touchdowns last week as the Badgers blew past New Mexico. And get this, Alex Hornerbrook a year ago against BYU, oh, he only completed 18 of 19 passes for 250-some-odd yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, the Badgers are good, people. BYU has got a lot on their hands this week, but they need to go and play the game, plain and simple. Uh, Norm Chow joins David James and Patrick Kinahan on the morning show I produce for the Zone Sports Network each and every morning on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. Humble brag there. Please tune into the show. But Norm Chow, longtime coordinator, was at BYU for a long, long time. He believes that BYU has a shot to go head-to-head with Wisconsin and come away with a chance in this game. And he, he explained why on the show with DJ and PK. I wanted to play that clip for you here. So here's Norm Chow explaining why he believes BYU can be in this game against Wisconsin. Norm Chow join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So you're the offensive coordinator, let's pretend, although you're retired and you're glad you're not having to do (laughs) this kind of thing. But you're going into Wisconsin. You know you're a huge underdog. The the line is three touchdowns or so. Do you plan to shorten the game right from the get-go? Yeah, you try
0: to hold on to the ball. But, you know, Wisconsin's not going to score quickly either. They're going to pound at you. So, you know, the game will go very quickly. But you need to make the most out of every opportunity that you have when you have the football and at least get three up, at least get something up on the board because, uh, you know, you know Wisconsin will eventually get to you the way they pound and pound and pound. Wisconsin, you know, you can get up on Wisconsin because of that, but but they're eventually going to get you because they're so, you know, they're they're like BYU used to be in the old days as far as the offensive linemen and we – <clears throat> We've played there. BYU played there before. You know that when McMahon was there, and when I was in Hawaii, we went up there to play. And, and you know, you, you you feel like you're in the ball game, but you just know deep down that eventually they're going to get you because they just they just wear you out. So I think the game will be close. I really do. I don't think because they're not going to explode on you. They're not going to throw a 70 yard touchdown pass. You know, they're gonna they're gonna pound you and 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 play the play action passes and and make that happen that way. And I think BYU should play them the same way. Make it a slug fist. What the heck?
1: There you go. Norm Chow, he speaks a lot of truth. This guy has been around the game for a long, long time at the highest levels, and he understands football to the nth degree. Chow says that BYU needs to do exactly what Wisconsin does. They need to pound it at Wisconsin and hopefully come away with points each time they hold on to the, each time they have the ball. He said also you need to hold on to the ball. You can't have turnovers. So that goes hand in hand with the next comment from Kalani Satake here. I asked him um, if the trench play, in particular for Wisconsin was something he wanted to emulate with the Cougars in his own program in Provo. Here's what he had to say about that.
2: Coach Chris has done a great job with that team, but it's like if you look at, I don't know how long, probably since Barry's been around, they're just always going to be strong up front, and they represent the state of Wisconsin really well. You know what I mean? They're just tough, tough guys, and I love that. I admire it, yeah, but that's what we're trying to get to where we can own the line of scrimmage. That's why we have. With the O-line coach as our OC and a D line coach is our DC, and that's something that I think we can really recruit here and, and hang our hat on.
1: They're the template. BYU wants to follow that template, and for good reason. BYU had some massive offensive lines back in the day. Norm Chow, as you heard, explained that. This is what BYU had forever. A lot of complaints about BYU having bigger, older linemen. Guess what? When you have that advantage, take advantage of it. Kalani Satake wants to do that, and good on him. And then finally, the final thought from Kalani Satake here was the thought on the run game, the power run game that Wisconsin runs so effectively. You heard Coach Chow mention that the, the Wisconsin doesn't they're not flashy. They just grind at you all game long and eventually they wear you down and you have to you have to stick it out if you want to have a chance in a game against them. Well, here's Kalani Satake on the power run game in particular and facing a potential Heisman trophy candidate in Jonathan Taylor.
2: Yeah, we admire it, but we, the best way to admire is to challenge them and, and, and play them. I think it's good for us to set, see the standard, and I think they kind of set the bar at physical, hard-nosed running game, and they have a Heisman candidate there, so it'll uh, be another chance, another challenge for us to go against another Heisman candidate and see what happens.
1: There you go. Cloach Satake on Jonathan Taylor. They're excited to face another Heisman Trophy candidate for the second time in three games. It's going to be a big challenge for BYU, but they're ready for it, it sounds like. Kalani Satake sounds motivated. He is hopeful that his team is motivated to go out and have a good week of practice. And as Coach Chow mentioned, BYU just needs to beat Wisconsin at their own game. Granted, that's a heck of a lot harder done than said, so BYU... I don't expect him to win this game. I'm not going to lie. I can already tell you my prediction for this week is going to be Wisconsin beats BYU. But I think BYU, if they're able to regain some focus, and as Coach Chow says, go play Wisconsin at their own game and make sure you come away with points each time you have the ball, you'll be in this game. We'll see how that goes on Saturday. So that's some of the thoughts from Kalani Sitake as well as Norm Chow. Thank you to the Zone Sports Network for letting me use that audio from Coach Chow as well. We'll have more coming up next. Quick hits. A new number one team that's ranked, that b- resides in Provo. It's official. The BYU women's volleyball team is the top ranked team in the land. We'll talk about them next. Also some other news and notes from around the camera. That's all coming up right here on Locked On BYU. But real quick, the Locked On Podcast Network, of course, we have launched a new arm of the network with college shows. Last week, we added Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and the Locked On Seminoles podcast. We already have Locked on the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course, right here, what you're listening to with the BYU Cougars. Find your favorite college shows on the Locked on Podcast Networks by looking them up on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. More coming up next. This is Locked on BYU. Working in the sports media industry, I have a lot of people ask me for advice on teams and players, particularly when it comes to sports betting. Usually people ask me, hey, which team should I bet on? A lot of the times I tell them, I don't know who's going to win, but I want to recommend to you guys, if you think you know who's going to win these games, you should check out my guys at MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I would recommend to you guys to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. MyBookie's been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today want you guys to check out my bookie. They've got fantastic options. They do live in-game betting, rewarding player perks. And, of course, if you're a fantasy football fan or fantasy sports in general, you can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. It just only adds to the excitement of fantasy football and watching your favorite teams play. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. That's MyBookie.
0: BYU, your team every day.
1: Welcome on back to Locked On BYU. I'm Jay Catch. Once again, thank you for downloading the podcast, sharing it, rating and reviewing it, and taking the time to listen to my thoughts on the BYU Cougars. I hope you guys, like I have said multiple times, find what I've got to say useful to you, and that we're keeping you up to date on all things going on with BYU overall. I know we focus a lot on BYU football. We'll focus a lot on BYU basketball here on this show, but we also will hit the other teams. And we do need to talk about a new number one ranked team that is calling Provo home. The BYU women's volleyball team, 8-0 and on the season. They won the Marquette Invitational over the weekend with sweeps of number 10 USC, previously undefeated Syracuse, and then a four-set win over Host, who is number 25 ranked Marquette. Man, BYU, the number one ranked women's volleyball team in the country. They picked up all but 10 of the first place votes in the new AVCA coaches poll that was released on Monday. Heather Olmstead and the women's volleyball team, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Lindy Haddock, Epich, and Roni Jones Perry will name to the all tournament team for that uh, for the Marquette Invitational. Jones Perry, who has been BYU's absolute undisputed star so far this season, she was named MVP of that tournament. And they have two in-state matchups this week. It'll be a top twenty-five showdown with number twenty-four ranked Utah in the Deseret First Dual match. That'll be on Thursday, September thirteenth, seven o'clock at Smith at the Smith Fieldhouse. Get out and support the women's volleyball team. They'll follow that up with a trip north to compete against Weber State on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. BYU is a perfect 61-0 all-time against the Wildcats. So hopefully BYU comes away with two more wins, gets to the 10-win mark on the season and maintains that number one ranking. Absolutely fantastic to see BYU women's volleyball playing at such a high-level Hats off to Heather Olmstead, like I said before, for building this program and maintaining it. It's had a lot of excellence. The last time BYU was ranked number one in the country, this comes from a story in the Deseret News, was 1986. That's way back. That is 31 years. That's the same age as the win streak for uh, Florida over Kentucky until this past weekend. So a lot of long-time marks being broken this past weekend. And BYU women's volleyball, number one ranked in the country. So hats off to them. Elaine Michaelis would be very proud of this team. She, of course, was the long-time coach of the women's volleyball team has the court named after her and well-deserved in that regard. But the women's volleyball team, rolling and rolling. All right, and then real quick before we wrap things up here on the podcast today, I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of our first responders, military and everyone else who puts their life in harm's way to protect us. Of course, this is the anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center in the Pentagon. It's a day that is forever etched in my mind and my heart. I know exactly where I was at when I saw the first plane hit the towers there in New York City. saw the second towers hit and it's, it's, it's a poignant day for me to reflect on that. We're almost two decades on since the tragedy took place. But I don't think anybody listening to this podcast who was alive and experienced that, and even those that probably were born after this happened, will ever forget what happened that day. It's something that I aspire and hope that uh, people here in the United States of America and worldwide can look back on those days because I haven't seen our country, our great country, be that united in a long time before and a long time since. And in today's political climate, I don't want to get too political here, but I do want to thank each and every one of our armed service members, first responders, police, firemen, uh, EMTs, Army, Navy, Coast Guard, (laughs) Air Force. Every single one of you has my utmost respect, and I salute each and every one of you for what you guys do to allow people like me to sit here and talk about BYU sports. Getting a little emotional with this, but it is something that's very important to me. So I hope each and every one of you who have listened to this podcast can reflect on the September 11th bombings that day, what you took away from it, and be able to come away with more gratitude for those who put their lives on lives on the line to protect us and allow us to do what we do each and every day. All right. I have gone far too long on that. But once again, thank you to each and every one of you who serve our country and do so so willingly. I salute you. God bless you. And thank you for all that you do for us. This has been locked on BYU for September tenth, twenty eighteen. We'll be back with more for you tomorrow. More on the BYU football program as they get ready to face Wisconsin, and more on the other teams going, other teams that are playing in Provo currently, and everything else you need to know. Once again, thank you for downloading. Please share, subscribe, and rate this podcast if you don't mind. We'll have more for you tomorrow. Once again, this has been locked on BYU. I'm Jay Catch. Have a great day.